Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Life With Your Dog. I'm your host, Panos, and today we have a question from Jess. I'm going to read it out, and then we'll get right into it. Question time. Daisy has a new hobby. She's obsessed with pegs, to the point she realized that if she pulls hard enough down on the towels, not only do they come off the line, but she's lucky to get the pegs too. She chews the pegs up, and I'm worried about sharp plastic will get caught, and of course the metal spring wouldn't be good either. Sadly, we all work full-time, and hanging towels out in the afternoon just is an option, doesn't dry, and they don't have a dryer. Do you have any recommendations to help stop this? I give her the Kong, all the toys and are outside, doing AM walks, help without the morning energy, but she's still finding a way to get those bloody pegs. So it's a real tough one, and it's a suck, sucky sort of behavior to be dealing with, because as we all know, you have 1.6 seconds to make the connection between a behavior and its consequence. So you can't punish the dog when you come home from um, from her, obviously, taking the towels down and chewing the pegs. And if we're out all day, there's a whole bunch of other things of why we need the towels out. So I get it. It's life. It's, it's completely normal. But it, the truth is, is that you're most likely not going to teach her not to do it if she's had reinforcement with it before. She likes the pegs, so she's going to try her best to get the pegs. And right now, we, she's developed a bit of purpose and a, and, and a job while you're out and about. So it fulfills the time pretty cool for her. And it can be dangerous, of course, if she's swallowing any of these objects. Most dogs just chew and they spit out. But of course, we do know dogs will swallow things and treat it as if they will swallow it. Like Nookie and Nookie. Hey, Nookie. Nookie's right here with us today. Maybe I'll pull her up so people that are watching the video can see. Hello. <laughs> And um, and she'll chew the pegs. I'll come back, and if I've dropped one on the ground, she's um she's chewed it. Now I know as well that Nookie will even swallow some of some plastic from time to time, not all the time. So what I need to do, as with good management, is making sure that those things aren't laying on the ground for her. And it's just that plain and simple. It's what I do at my place. I would expect that to be happening as well. Um, for everybody, obviously, not this isn't all of this stuff isn't just directed to Jess. But a lot of people do struggle with this. So my remedies. Number one, make sure that your dog can't get to the the, um, the towels and the pegs in the first place. How do we do that? I did message Jess back. We are um, She's my client, so I do know the dog. I do know the house and everything. And I suggested a few different things. First of all, put the, um, the washing line either in the front yard where the dogs can't get to them in the pool, um, behind the pool fan, um, gate where the pool is, for example, or, you know, I'm on the side of the house. That, and again, not all the time is this practical. We not, may not be able to have somewhere to put this. But these are my suggestions. So if you're going to just put it somewhere else, totally cool. The dog doesn't chew up your, 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 um, your clothes. Things don't get wrecked. She's not going to hurt herself. Happy days. So... That's number one, and that's a real shitty answer. I get it. I know that it would be cool to teach her not to. If you want to teach her not to do it, you have to be hanging around, wait for her to do it, and then correct her for it, and the punishment has to be adequate. Um, some dogs are cool with just going, uh-uh, 
for, for example. Other, um, and then the dog's like, oh my God, I got caught in the act and they probably won't do it again. But that's a really good dog and, um, and that's not always the case. Number two would be maybe if your dog doesn't like being wet by the hose, an option is have the hose ready to go. Water's turned on, on jet setting. Seems a bit barbaric, right? But it works. The hose is good because you can project it. Now, this doesn't mean that the dog will be scared of the hose. We've talked about this before. You use the hose in other areas, make it positive. But the thing that happens is you give the uh uh-uh, you give the verbal correction before you give any physical correction with the hose, for example. And then the uh uh-uh takes on the power and it also tells a dog that you're being corrected now. Just because I'm touching a hose doesn't mean you're getting corrected. It's your behavior of trying to take the towels down off the line is what you're getting corrected for. So, um, or whatever else, whatever you know works for punishment for your dog, then use it. Of course, as always, be appropriate, be assertive, um, don't be aggressive, don't create fear in your dog's mind, don't make her scared of you. You just want her to understand that behaviors have consequences, period. Um, so, and if you're in different, if you have a different trainer who would suggest other things, there's some tools that we're just not allowed to use in New South Wales. So, um, so there are other ways of doing it, but because we, I haven't had the experience, I'm not going to tell you how to use other tools um, when it comes to using like remote trainers and things like that. But that could also be an option and probably one that would work really well. Um, obviously, you can find other ways of hanging the clothes up or making it go higher, things like that. These are all just very, very basic management stuff. Just basically make sure that the dog hasn't got access. One of my clients, she had a nice bit on the side of her house where it could have been nice where the clothesline could have been hung up. Um, and I told her, relocate it to there because in that way, there, you put a little gate, your clothes get dried up out of sight in the backyard, dog doesn't get them, awesome. Um, she went a different route and she got a pool fence and just along the concrete around the where the um the clothesline and there's one of those clotheslines that attached to the wall. Um she just put a little fence around the concrete there. That way there the dog can't get in there, clothes stay there, they live with it, it is what it is. Um it works, your clothes aren't getting destroyed, your dog's not chewing the pegs and swallowing them or potentially swallowing them. So I think that works really well. Um and my another th- Another, I'm going to give you an alternative, and I don't think this is um, totally viable, but we'll go with it anyway to get creative, is that you may be in a situation where the dog is not allowed to get to the pegs whatsoever, I mean to the clothesline whatsoever. And if you want to be able to get to a point where, for example, all right, there are something called an invisible fence. So there are, it's a line and a wire that goes around the property of, of, of a, of somebody's property. Sorry. And, um, and the remote collar will pick up the, and detect when the dog's getting close and approaching the fence. The, the vice, the collar then makes a noise like a beep. And then if the dog continues to get closer, it will then get a correction from the collar. You can use this around, away so that you can have a space around, um, your, your clothesline. So um, now I know that there's different states, different rules, different places you're allowed to use them. You're not allowed to use them as long as you're being appropriate and you're there to supervise the first few times that this happens, um, this correction happens, so you know everything's cool. That's always very advisable when you're using this sort of device. It can work really well. It may be extreme. Some people may like, I'm just going to move it. You're going to teach a dog to just not go in the area of where the, the clothesline is. So if you put a little fence around the... The what's it called the the clothesline, 
and then you put the wiring around the fence and the dog learns you stay at this uh, away from this part of the yard. And then through time, through positive reinforcement of the dog, uh, and then of then you then getting to a point where you can remove it and you're around and then you can put things up and then supervise the dog. You can do things like that. And it's going to take some time. It can work really well. There are other, um, there are other t- um, different devices out there in regards to different ways of of the collar working. Again, check with your with your the laws of your state if there are, if you um, are allowed to use them. Number one, number two, we're allowed to use invisible fences in in New South Wales as long as the um, invisible fence wire is going around a physical boundary. Okay, don't quote me. Check it up for yourself, please. I don't want to be giving misinformation out there when it comes to the laws and stuff. I know how the training will work. Now, some people may not be, may be completely averse, um, I mean, against, sorry, the, the use of remote collars. That's cool. Then don't use it. Um, but if used correctly, they work really well and uh, can potentially save your dog's life, can save all the money that it costs in, in all your clothes getting destroyed and teaching your dog some manners. Now, of course, there are other things like if you live in an apartment, the dog does it, or the time that the, that there's clothes out drying, your dog may have to stay in, in a crate, for example, or, um, or kenneled or housed in another way, or maybe even having a yard at my place. Um, that doesn't happen. And we used to look after heaps of dogs, um, for dog minding. And what I've done in my backyard is I've separated my yard in half. So I've got a pool fence and I put right down the middle. And that way there, there's dog land. And there's human land. So on my side of the land of, of the backyard, closer to the house, is where I can pull my clothes out, have shoes out, have certain things, and I know dogs aren't going to rip them to pieces. And then on the other side is where the dogs can do what they like. There was enough space and shade and kennels for them, and there was long, big grass. They can have fun. And that way there, that's that I've given them a place to destroy. If they would destroy something, like there's a couch underneath the shelter, they're allowed to do that. So... And then that way there, then I don't have any issues with digging holes and banging on my door and all that sort of stuff because I had that physical management. So it all comes down to management. Training can be a little bit difficult. Um, one thing you could do is prevent it from when a puppy's developing and growing to be around and then to correct them for it. But I understand. Now there are other ways of maybe making the towels and the things that you hang undesirable to touch, soak them in vinegar or something ridiculous, citronella. And there are ideas like that, but the dogs aren't stupid. They're just going to smell it and then not pull down the ones that taste gross. But hey, if you want to trial a few things, these are other ideas. Um, keep the dog away from your stuff. And I think that's important. So if you are, if you do have the luxury of going, hey, there's, I'm going to leave a certain area where I don't want the dogs to get to, why not do it? It's part of management. It's not ideal if the dog can just coexist with all of our things and not destroy the things and potentially hurt themselves. However, the truth is they're dogs and it may not always happen um, that quickly. So it's lots of practice. Um, keep up with what you're doing. Enrichment, giving them a lot of bunch of things that they are supposed to destroy. What I like to do is get a plastic bottle. I put food in it and I make holes in the plastic bottle. The dog has to push it around and throw it around and destroy the bottle to get their food out. Of course, you're allowed to give them toys like this if you know 100% they won't swallow the plastic. If they're swallowing plastic, the game's not for them. But there's other um, enrichment toys like different various Kongs and, and all these different things and cardboard boxes and branches from the park and stuffed toys. Give them as many things as you can so they're encouraged to destroy those and, and leaving our, our things alone. And doing that more preventative and making that a habit rather than them seeking out a way to be fulfilled. These are other proactive things, but not all the time that can happen. So 
There's a couple of ideas there for you. Jess, I hope that answers the question. And my message to you, I said it was hard to explain in text, as you can imagine. There's um there's many factors to this. Now, I know, Jesse, and with Thor and Daisy, they're two rock wheelers. I know that you guys have been doing all of the things. So I'm always going to add to all of these remedies is that are you training your dog consistently? Are you enriching them mentally? Are you giving them that physical exercise and doing the extra things for them? Especially if you're, you know, Daisy's like six months, seven months old or something like that. Um, she's young. So, you know, fulfilling her as much as possible is very important. I know you guys are doing it. So everyone else start getting onto that, making sure that all of the things that she does in like in her daily activity are fulfilling her so she's not finding ways to fulfill herself but in this case it's happening she's been reinforced now now we need to change it so um yeah i hope that answers the question and as always thanks for um tuning into life with your dog if anyone else has any questions hit me up and hope you guys are all having a good day um everyone in the southern hemisphere it's winter now so stay warm and everyone up on top um enjoy the heat Have a good day and we'll speak soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches.com.au. Thank you and stay tuned for next time.